the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. Vice President Mike Pence busy today as he appeared on the Sunday morning talk shows. Appearing on ABC's This Week, Mr. Pence says he would agree to take a lie detector test in a heartbeat to prove that he isn't the author of the anti-Trump New York Times opinion piece. I would agree to take it in a heartbeat and uh, would submit to, to any review the administration you think to do. The vice president also on Fox News Sunday, he said he does not like to see former President Barack Obama making campaign appearances and criticizing President Trump. It was very disappointing to see President Obama break with the tradition of former presidents and become so political and roll out the same tired arguments that he and liberals have made over the last eight years. Vice President Mike Pence on ABC's This Week and then on Fox News Sunday. This is SRN News. Dennis Prager always wants the truth. Other than improving, how has the United States changed since Donald Trump became president? Tell me. Tell me a way which it has become worse. They make up lies. There's more racism. There's more anti-Semitism. It's all lies. You know that in your own life. They make up things. They just make up things. They have to because leftism is total myth. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 11 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Yes, it's a radio cliche when we say, don't touch that dial. But I really mean it this time, because we've got another hour of the Northern Alliance Radio Network with the closer, Brad Carlson. Do thank you for uh, listening. And, you know, you can become a member of the Patriot Fan Club. It's new. You're going to get special access to content, discounted tickets, all kinds of great things. Just go to am1280thepatriot.com. Use the keyword fan club. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have the dog. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, back with an hour number two of the broadcast. Thanks so much for tuning in and uh, check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions on today's uh, show content. And as always, we appreciate you tuning into the broadcast on this uh, beautiful fall day, first Sunday of the NFL season. We know there's a lot of other things you could be doing, but the fact that you're taking the time to listen live, we appreciate it. And if you happen to be hearing this on a podcast later on, hey, we appreciate any time, anywhere, any venue you can listen to the Northern Alliance Radio Network as we are 14 and a half years into dominating the all-important weekend conservative political talk show genre. 
Uh, and again, can't fit, emphasize it enough. It's not possible without you, the listeners. So thank you so much. I uh, spent a lot of time the first hour talking about uh, some national issues, although we did uh, kind of have a fun segment the, talking about the Minnesota State Fair, the final segment of the first hour. But I did want to get to some local uh, news items. Uh, say what you want about uh, far-left DFL or Melissa Hortman. Uh, she's a House member in the Minnesota House representing uh, House District 36B, which comprises about eh, southern Coon Rapids, northern part of Brooklyn Park, that general area. I don't know what kind of Republican opponent she has coming up here. I know 2014 Peter Crema came very, very close to defeating her in in that race. So whether this seat is 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 ripe for flip, I have no idea. But uh, if nothing else happens on election night, it would make my evening if someone like Melissa Hortman would be sent packing. Uh, she, but give, but credit where credit is due. Uh, she's going to double down on the inaccuracies, and I'm using inaccuracies uh, as a, uh, to put it mildly, what she's spouting here. Uh, this is from a NPR story from uh, Tim Pugmire from this past week. Uh, Democrats in the Minnesota House are still using a claim about legislative pay raises in their bid to win majority control from Republicans in November, despite independent media analyses that have found the claim to be false. Campaign mailers from the Minnesota DFL party contend that incumbent House Republicans voted to give themselves a 45% pay raise. The mailers have targeted incumbent Republicans whom Democrats believe are vulnerable. Now, I don't know if you've seen this particular story or seen these mailers gone out. I know uh, uh, Dennis Smith, who's in uh, kind of the Osseo, Maple Grove area, Dario Anselmo in Edina, Kathy Lomer, who's kind of in the Stillwater area, they... All I guess DFLers feel that these are some vulnerable incumbents, and so therefore they've been sending out these mailers like you know fill in the blank you know representative's name voted for a forty five percent increase in legislators' pay while you've had to make sacrifices on this end, and it's bunk. As WCCO TV, KSTP TV, and the Star Tribune, the the conservative bastion that's the Star Tribune editorial board, right, all debunked it, say it's not true. Here here's what happened. Legislators, yeah, they got a pay increase for the first time in 18 years, but it wasn't Republicans that voted for it. It was a constitutional amendment that, or a ballot initiative, I believe it was 2016, where Minnesota voters had an opportunity to say, do you approve of an independent board that would determine whether legislators get pay increases from time to time? That's it. And guess what? This amendment was initially proposed in 2013. Not a single Republican voted for it. Voted for this ballot initiative to get on the ballot. Where there would be an independent board to increase salaries. Not a single Republican voted for it. But it went through. And then in 2016, it was a ballot initiative. 76% of voters voted, yes, we want an independent board to determine if legislators get a salary increase. Since 1999, salaries for legislators have been $31,000 a year. And in 2017, I believe it was, this independent board, which was now uh, functional because voters, you know, we the voters voted for it, 76% anyways. I'm not including myself in that 76%, by the way. Uh, 76% anyways voted for it. And so the independent board was, was, it was in play. Well, they voted to increase salaries from 31000 
to 45,000. So this DFL mailer is coming out and say, well, Dennis Smith or Dario Anselmo or uh, Kathy Lomer voted themselves a a 45% increase in their salaries. Call the, and then they gave them their direct number. Call this legislator at this direct number to, to, to have them explain to you why that's acceptable. And that's another ploy, too, because how many legislators field personal phone calls? they got a lot going on. I'm not saying that I, I, I'm not discrediting them for not picking up the phone, okay? They, that's what legislative aides are for. But how many legislators can you personally get on the phone? And so, therefore, that'll just add to the chanting point. Well, see that? They don't even want to take a phone call. They don't want to explain why they increase their their salaries. And yet, Melissa Hortman, she's going to go down with the ship on this one. Here's a quote from her. Well, they put themselves ahead of every item, uh, every other item of business. Hortman said, "Minnesota voters approved a constitutional amendment in 2016 that took legislative salary decisions away from lawmakers and gave the responsibility to a new independent council. It was a DFL-backed bill that put the question on the ballot. Once formed." The council gave legislators their first raise since 1999. The percentage of the raise, 45%, is correct. Other details are not. There was never a specific when the salary increases. The DFL instead points to a budget measure passed by lawmakers at the beginning of the 2018 session that restored the legislative funding that DFL Governor Mark Dayton had line-item vetoed the previous year. Hortman contends that Republicans prioritized the funding measure while failing to complete other important work, including bills related to elder abuse and opioid addiction. She says the campaign material simply highlights those points. That's entirely fair game, the Republican priorities, what they chose to do and the order they chose to do things and the fact that they never got the rest of the work done. Okay, so how is approving the legislative operating budget ahead of everything else voting yourself a pay raise? That doesn't even make any sense. Included in the operating budget is legislative salaries, which are not set by lawmakers. These were already put in place. How is this anything but just a blatant, uh, just a, a a blatant tactic to try to mislead voters? What what district is she running in again? Thirty six B. Thirty six B. I'll tell you who her opponent is. Yeah, uh, yeah. Thirty six B covers southern part of Coon Rapids, north part of Brooklyn Park. Uh, that general area. Jermaine Bazio. Jermaine Bazio. Okay. Jermaine Bazio. Bazio? Yes. Okay. Is the Republican candidate in 36B. I'll have to do a write-up at this uh, at bradcarlson.org and then um, put a link to the, to the uh, person's website. And, heck, I may even throw some money in the kitty myself. I, I, it, I mean, it's, like I say, Peter Kreeman in 2014, I think, got within three, four points, so... Who's to say? It's going to be an interesting uh, yeah. cycle. So, But, you know, Melissa Hortman, again, this was the same person. If you remember, I was back during the 2017 session where there was some people kind of in the, uh, I guess there's a room off to the side of the house where legislators, after, you know, long days, kind of go and relax and unwind a little bit. And there were some uh, legislators talking, uh, female legislators talking, including Ilhan Omar. Uh, she was the uh, first, they like to tout her as the first uh, female Muslim legislator uh, in Minnesota, and apparently she was giving a talk about I don't I don't recall what it was. And Melissa Hortman basically got on the microphone after Ilan Omar was done. She says, "Hey, I hate to break up the white male card game there in the uh, uh, retirement room, but we've got some uh, pretty dynamic women speaking here. You might want to come on out here, you know, just in a, just a, a, a attempt to be inflammatory." And 
it turns out I know some of the legislators that were sitting in that retirement room and they're like, well, they're not only was not not only was it not all white male, white guys, it wasn't all males either. There, there were women in there, too. You know, again, the legislature, when it gets near the end of session and again, this was mid-April, couple probably a couple weeks before the end of the session was declared. They're working 16, 18-hour days. Now, again, I get that's what they signed up for, but goodness sakes, you're trying to tell me that, you know, when there isn't important business where they have to debate on a vote, that they can't take a little breather once in a while? I mean, come on. The the, the rhetoric sometimes, it's kind of interesting, uh, the emotion side of the left. I was at a candidate forum that the League of Women Voters put on. Okay. When was that? Thursday night. Oh, uh, Which was... uh, for 42 A and B. So our good friend Randy Jessup oh, sure. was there. Yep. Yep. Uh, Kelly Moeller is the opponent on the DFL side. It's uh, uh, Jamie Becker Finn uh, is the uh, incumbent candidate in 42B running against Yelly Miss Yang. I bet Yelly, Yelly yeah. he is a great guy. Yes. Just, he, I, I had him on the radio on the other station uh, oh, last week uh, before the candidate forum. But uh, especially Kelly Moeller. Uh, Every chance she get, it was uh, it came out it, in 2016 is why I got involved, and we've got to stop Trump. And because of Trump, she brought up Trump about three or four times in this in this House seat race. Uh, gun control was a big thing, and health control uh, were the big things for her. But she came across kind of to me um, angry. Okay, Randy was just. Cordial as can be as always. Yelly did a good job. You could tell he was green. Jamie Becker Finn, you know, knew knew the point she was going to articulate them well. Uh, but Yelly is the is the kind of guy that is you could tell he's not a career politician. He just wants to serve. And that's a feature, and not back. a bug, you know. And and he just <laughs> you know, I thought he did well for his first candidate forum. Yeah. But just the, the whole message that I took was anti Trump, anti Trump is the reason why Randy Jessup's opponent was running. Uh yeah, and 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 I get that it, given the given uh, the congressional district in which that resi- uh, that uh, hop particular house district resides, you know, I guess that may play well particularly first ring suburbs who's to say, but and they're a close race. I mean, Randy had a close race last time. Uh, yeah. We've been gaining a little ground in 42B uh, as well, but we've got it we've got an opportunity here. And it's one of those races that, you know, we we need to flip or keep yeah, I, I met Yelly at uh, so, several months ago. There was a fundraiser for him. I, I, I definitely gave him some money because that's yeah, that that's definitely one of them to be sure. And uh, yeah, I, I this is I don't know what's you know again I I don't get offended easily. I'm not necessarily offended by this rhetoric Melissa Hortman's putting out about the blatant dishonesty because it's been it's been debunked by you know again Star Tribune, WCCO TV, KSTP TV all debunked it. Okay, I'll call it false, just flat out false. So, but my thing is, if you're a constituent in Melissa Hortman's district, or forget forget her district, if you're a constituent in any of these districts that have been targeted with these mailers, what what offends you more? What upsets you more? The fact that she's blatantly lying to you, or the fact she thinks you're that dumb? Yeah. I mean, all it takes is just some basic checking of the facts here. And so she equates trying to reinstitute the legislative operating budget the budget that not only pays legislators but staffers as well because, well, it's their job. They kind of need to get paid, right? And the idea that she's equating that with voting themselves a 45% increase, again, they are reinstituting the budget, and these numbers are set, particularly the salary numbers, by this independent committee. So how they're responsible for 
voting themselves an increase. It's 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 just blatantly dishonest. I, I, I can't believe she think not only does she think she's getting away with it, but the fact that if she f- figures if she keeps double doubling down on it, that people will believe it. I mean, they they accuse Trump of gaslighting. My gosh, this is this is insane. So, you know, kudos to NPR, Star Tribune, WCCO TV and uh, KSTP TV. Uh, they called her out on it, and um, this needs to be widely circulated, that is for certain. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming up with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. He came from somewhere back in her long ago. When the need for senior care arises, there's no place like home. Your loved ones should never have to give up living at home. Visiting Angels will provide home care for your mom or dad at home up to 24 hours per day, including personal care, meals, and light housework. You'll select your professional caregiver with Visiting Angels. Look up visitingangels.com or call 877-374-LIVE. That's 877-374-LIVE. Franchises are available. Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. TwinCitiesTuitions.com has been helping families for over seven years get into the school of their dreams. We have placed over 90 kids into private education, including Stacy's son. I have to say that this was an answer to prayer. This program made it possible for my son to transition into ninth grade into a wonderful school. Dealing with the station, particularly Alyssa, has been such a blessing. Education is one of the most important decisions that you can make as a parent. The difference that I've seen in in my son in a Christian education is a confidence that can only come from Jesus Christ. He stands firm in the truth. He knows what he believes, and he's going to know that that Jesus is the answer. Don't pay more than you need to for your child's first year of private school. Call me, Alyssa Brecken, at 651-289-4406. Or visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts WOW11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting WOW11 to 88988. That's WOW11 to 88988. MarksGuns.us is your destination for all your Second Amendment needs. For firearms or suppressors, check out MarksGuns.us. Their selection is expansive and their expertise is second to none. Mark's Guns should be your destination before you make your next firearm purchase. Log on and compare their prices and selection with over 20,000 products they're bound to have what you're looking for. And if they don't, they will find it for you. Remember the name MarksGuns.us for all your firearm needs. It's MarksGuns.us. Welcome back, AM 12 to The Patriot. Go to the Alliance Radio Network. I'm 
It is me, Brad Carlson of bradcarlson.org. And also uh, contribute to the, uh, I guess you could call it the hub for center-right conservative thought in the state of Minnesota, True North. Check them out on the web, looktruenorth.com. And here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions uh, regarding today's show content. And as always, we appreciate you uh, tuning in. Uh, some rather disappointing uh, news this past um, this past week from uh, here in the uh, state of uh, state of Minnesota, particularly. Well, this is from a uh, WCCO. I just had it up there. It is WCCO Radio. WCCO Radio news story. Uh, there's news out today. Uh, this was from last uh, Wednesday, I believe it was. There's news out today that could affect Minnesota's gubernatorial race. Uh, Washington Post reporter and Minnesota native James Homan, uh, by the way, who you can often hear on the uh, Hugh Hewitt Show. James Homan of the Washington Post up next. Uh, yeah, he's often on the final segment of Hugh's show. Uh, uh, Hugh's on from, of course, 5 to 8 a.m. Uh, Monday through Friday here in these airwaves. Anyways, James Homan told uh, WCC Radio that the Republican Governors Association has basically given up on the governor's race in Minnesota, uh, I'm hearing music in my headphones, Lee. I don't know what that's all about. So, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, basically, they've given up on the governor's race in Minnesota, which was going to be a very high-profile contest. Holman says Republican strategists don't believe Johnson is competitive enough and may end up pulling money from his campaign. Uh, Republican strategists who are involved in these races have basically thrown in on the towel on Minnesota since the primary. Uh, Holman said. Uh, Holman also said that of the 36 governor's races happening around the country this year, the Minnesota race doesn't seem like a smart investment for national Republicans. And if, even at this stage in early September, have to make some triage choices, it's hard to see national Republicans spending any real money uh, in Minnesota. So that if that's true, and again, James Holman's a, a pretty straight shooter, uh, you know, that uh, that is certainly uh, very disappointing. Very disappointing in the least. Again, kudos to the Johnson campaign. You know, I was talking about this with Mitch yesterday. Despite the fact that he didn't have a lot of money, and he was vastly outraised by um, uh, Tim Pawlenty in the primary, he still defeated Pawlenty by almost 10 points. So money is, is, is not everything, but it is important. That much we know. So, um, you know, this is kind of some of the take on the uh, local political Races. I want to get maybe a little bit further, deeper into this, but before I get too far down the road, we do have a couple of phone calls that we want to uh, take. Uh, why don't we take uh, Greg from St. Paul? He is on line one. Hey, Greg, you're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go ahead. Hey, Brad, great afternoon. Uh, you're doing the Lord's work there. And I, I just want to say, you know, I follow the legislature very closely, uh, almost religiously, I'd say. And I can't remember when Melissa Hartman, uh, the would-be speaker, if she uh, is successful, and I certainly hope she isn't. Ooh, that's to send shutters across voters, uh, Greg. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, want, I want to scare people, man. I want to put the fear in them, you know, like Obama talks about. Sure. But, but sincerely, I don't remember her press conference where she said she was turning down her pay raise. You know, I, I'm uh-huh. thinking if she, if she was uh, so all fired, upset with the pay raise, she would have been on the floor telling the whole world, uh, you know, like some of her other friends do when they uh, make a decision uh, that, uh, you know, she was going to uh, not take the money. So, I'm, like you said, money's pretty important to these people. And, uh, you know, Melissa, unless you can show us something on your bank account that says you didn't take the money, 
you're a hypocrite. Yeah, exactly right. That. It's, yeah. it's kind of like when Jesse Ventura was a governor. You might remember he returned money to people. They called them Jesse checks. Mm-hmm. You might also remember that Roger Moe was running for governor. And Roger Moe, when I asked him, well, you know, you complain about Governor Ventura's Jesse check. Did you take the money? Right, right. Well, you know, we didn't really want to answer that. So, you know, I, I think we just got to follow the money. It's an old rule in journalism, and uh, it works pretty good. Appreciate you have the a great afternoon, man. Yeah, thanks, Greg. I definitely appreciate the phone call. And uh, yeah, I mean, we all know that even if she did put together a press conference like that, it would all be one big exercise in virtue signaling. She'd probably still accept the money, but wouldn't be happy about it or something. I don't know. <laughs> Dan and Hopkins is on line two. Hey, Dan, appreciate your patience. You are in the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, Brad. You know, it's funny, I don't hear that that quick sound when you like listen to Dennis Prager and I get on. It's, you know, it's it's this very smooth transition. You must have top-notch technology there. I think so. That's a, <laughs> That must be kudos to Lee Michaels. That's what I'm going with anyways. So. <laughs> Lee's our fill-in board op, but a uh, longtime radio veteran, yes. Uh, go ahead, Dan. What's up? You know, I'm, I'm a frustrated, uh, fervent Christian and conservative as to why a lot of the big donors are not giving money why they they were so glad to give him to Tim Pawlenty, but somebody that really has a great shot, the first real conservative governor, for example, on the way of Jeff Johnson, mm-hmm. can be elected. I mean, his ideas are great. They're conservative. They're common sense, you know. And Tim Walls have really gone off the rails. I mean, he's gone so far left. And that probably speaks for every Democratic candidate. I can't think of any candidate that's moderate and from the from the Democratic Party, right? And um, I don't know. I mean, why? I don't know what the polls are. I've been looking at what polls might be, and maybe I'm kind of being, uh, I don't know, obsessive compulsive about it. You know, I want I, <laughs> so bad for these folks to win. You know, the conservatives. But I don't know any creative ideas as to how to get it out there. I don't know. Money does it does boil down to money to some degree with sure. signs. And radio ads and television ads and you know it has I don't know what do you think Brad I mean I'm at my wits end I know they're you know they're doing everything they can to call people right I don't know how effective calling people are people don't answer the phone you know it's a lot of time spent and maybe in an hour of calling you may get a hold of three to five people which is better than nothing yeah appreciate the call Dan I I guess my my thing is that. Um this is something that I had heard after Johnson won the endorsement in June is that, you know, Tim Pawlenty obviously had, had said before the Republican convention in early June that he was not going to seek the endorsement. He was going to take it directly to a primary. And this is something I had heard from people in the know that these high dollar donors, these very deep pocketed donors who typically uh, vote Republican had basically said to the state party, you know, if, if Jeff Johnson ends up being the candidate, after winning the primary, you know, we're out, we're done. We're, we're, we're opting out. And, you know, Mitch talked about this yesterday. I was on with Mitch yesterday for the first hour. And, you know, I, I echo what Mitch said. If there are any of you high dollar donors that happen to be listening, what, what's your end game by that? Is it because you firmly believe that Tim Pawlenty was the only one that could win a statewide race? Okay. That's, that's, that's a fair assessment, but, uh, Tim Walls is, I, I think there's opportunity with Tim Walls. And it's pretty simple. He's run away from his A rating with the NRA because that was really the only way he could get elected in a swing district like Congressional District 1 where he won re-election five or six times. B- 
because he was of the quote-unquote moderate ilk. And by his own admittance, now again, I don't know whether this is true or not, but Tim Walz has basically said, well, you know, I had to kind of tamp down my progressive uh, bona fides there, you know, to get, continue to get reelected. It, almost like he was, it was almost like he was implying that he had to lie to voters. I mean, that's the way I understood it. I, I, I'm not pretending to be clairvoyant here, but that's the way I understood it. When you say something like, well, I have to kind of tamp down my progressive bona fides in order to continue to get reelected, it almost sounds like you're saying you're, you have to lie to continue to continue to win reelection in CD1, which is a swing district. It's basically like an R plus one district. Okay. It's, it's a progressive can't win there. So as far as ideas, well, you know, look at Tim Walz's record, how it's quote unquote evolved. That's how the, that's the leftist code for flip-flopping evolving. You know, he's running away from his A rating with the NRA. Now he's touting, he's very proud of the F rating and, and Rob Dorr, the Minnesota gun owners caucus said on these airwaves last week when he was on with me that Tim Walz has said, well, you know, I can bring the two sides together. The, the, uh, uh, the, you know, the gun control crowd as well as the as the pro-gun crowd. And Rob Doerr's like, yeah, I don't think so, Mr. Walls. You don't have that kind of credibility with us anymore. So you can certainly point those out. And also there was an ad from 2006 when he was running against incumbent Republican Gil Gutnick in CD1 where Tim Walls was criticizing Gil Gutnick for what? Being too soft in immigration. Tim Walls, who now supports giving driver's license to illegal aliens here in the state of Minnesota. So there's opportunity there. And what does that take to get that message out there? Well, it takes a little bit of money to get these ads out there and circulated wide and far. Now, I don't know how much involvement the Republican Governors Association had with Jeff Johnson's campaign in, in 2014 because Mark Dayton was a popular incumbent and a lot of people weren't taking that seriously as a flip. And Jeff Johnson ended up losing, I think, by five points. So, you know, he got that close without having any anything from the RGA, any input from the RGA. So now that this is an open race, and if he's able to somehow get out there, Waltz is just blatant disregard for his earlier record, then there's a possibility there. I don't know. Um, he'll have to close the gap soon if the RGA is to get involved again. That is for certain. 651-289-448 is the number to call. It is me, Brad Carlson, the closer, coming up with another segment of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Wealthy, middle class, or business owners, you're on your financial journey, but with an emergency break on. That break is debt, and it's just going to get worse with a new tax law. You see, 60% of taxpayers who used the home interest deduction in 2017 will effectively not be able to do so in 2018. Think about that. Daniel Altwood with Your Family Bank here. We've provided a solution to this debt dilemma for over 20 years. Using it, you could cut the length of your debt, including your mortgage, in half and save tens of thousands of dollars. It works, and we can prove it to you. Our solution is not debt consolidation. Get your free ebook and analysis. Daniel.yourfamilybank.org. Be bold. Take action. Daniel.yourfamilybank.org. Daniel.yourfamilybank.org. God bless you, the patriot, and God bless America.
Grab a cup of coffee and help Gallagher's Army at Lucky Station. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. You know Gallagher's Army provides financial assistance to the families of fallen officers when they need it most, as soon as a tragedy occurs. When you buy a cup of coffee at any Lucky's Station convenience store, they're going to make a donation to Gallagher's Army, the Fallen Officer Fund. There's a Lucky's Station store in every corner of the metro. Find them online at luckysstations.com. That's luckys with an S, stations with an S, dot com. Cups for cups from Lucky's Stations. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To Buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you. All you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-2013. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013. 800-444-2013. Call a Corner Home Medical is dedicated to keep you moving. From powered scooters and lift chairs to wheelchairs and walkers, you'll always find what you need. Plus that famous Corner Home Medical friendly service from people who are eager to serve you. To find the location that's just around the corner from you or to shop online, visit cornerhomemedical.com. Corner Home Medical, we're for you because you got a lot of living to do. Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. And don't forget, folks, go to am1280thepatriot.com, click on the banner that says Battleground Talkers Tour, and get your tickets for our next great Patriot event Dennis Prager, Michael Medved, Larry Elder, who are heard nationally syndicated on these very airwaves Monday through Friday. Yeah, they're going to be in town because Minnesota is one of the few states that looks pretty good for Republicans in the midterm elections to uh, keep House of Representatives. Go to M1280thePatriot.com. Again, click on the Battleground Talkers Tour and uh, get your tickets today. There's only a couple of tickets remaining for the VIP dinner at Medved's table and a couple of VIP dinner uh, tickets for the other tables as well. But Prager, Elder, Narn, those VIP tables, dinner tables, all sold out. So once these VIP dinner tickets are gone, hey, still come to the main event because you're going to get hear these three gentlemen talk and, and uh, weigh in on the midterm elections. And uh, I always remember this very nice lady who called in some years ago before a Patriot event, and she basically said, what if we don't use the Internet? Well, hey, we're a full-service operation. 651-405-8800 is the main line. That's 651-405-8800. If you have any questions regarding the Battleground Talkers Tour that takes place Thursday, October 25th, Radisson Blue Mall of America, that is the number to call. Also, am1280thepatriot.com to check out information as well. Uh, I have to admit this uh, this kind of snuck up on me a little bit, but of course, and it was it was mentioned during one of the news breaks where President Trump is uh, calling for a uh, day of prayer 
and specifically in remembrance of those who lost their lives on September 11th, 2001. Of course, remember that was the day the uh, terrorist attacks took place in American soil that uh, resulted in the World Trade Center being obliterated, as well as a plane flying into the Pentagon and another uh, airplane that was headed towards the uh, Capitol building that some uh, very industrious uh, passengers on United Flight 93 decided to thwart that attack and brought the plane down in a rural field in uh, Shanksville, uh, Pennsylvania. And it was on a Tuesday back in September 11th, 2001, just like this Tuesday will be September 11th. So it's the 17th uh, anniversary. Uh, Lee, do you remember uh, where you were that uh, particular morning, September 11th, 2001? Yeah, I do. And I remember where I was that night, too, because I was... uh on the air. Uh, but that morning I was helping my mom. My mom had a, a custom kitchen remodeling job. Mm, okay. Uh, our business. And I was helping um, her contractor with a couple things. So every now and then if they had a big job or something he'd hand, would I'd, I'd run over and help out. So I was doing that that morning. I was over there early. And uh, I remember hearing the stories. We were listening to the radio and it's like, you know, a plane hit the uh, World Trade Center. I kept thinking, was it a commuter plane, a small plane? You know, it just it took a while for it to sink in. Sure. And sure. finally, when it did, uh, you know, we we still you couldn't quite because we didn't have a TV. But a lot of the contractors we'd come around. There's a couple other guys at this job we were at, kind of listen to the radio, and you still couldn't quite get a handle of what was going on. Right. Right. Until later in the day, and we want this is just kind of crazy. When I got home that night, because my wife and daughter were up at her parents. Okay. And uh, I literally stood in front of the, I walked in the door, turned the TV on right away. And I probably stood there for uh, a couple hours watching all this unfolding. And then I had to go to the radio station, was on the air that night. Okay. And we were breaking up, you know, we were interrupting programming basically nonstop that night. Yeah, I figured as much because I remember, you know, my workplace, the people tuned their radios in and every station was being preempted by, I think it was a CNN feed, perhaps the news feed. But yeah, I, I remember that it was a crisp sunny fall day here in Minnesota as it was in, in New York. And uh, I remember I walked into my office and, and the uh, receptionist, a young lady by the name of Stacy, she said to me, she said, did you hear a plane hit the World uh, Trade Center? And I said, you, you mean the one in St. Paul? Because remember the Wells Fargo Tower used to be called the World Trade Center in St. Paul. Right. I don't know if you remember that. But uh, I'm like, wait, the one in St. Paul? She said, no, 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 the one in Manhattan, New York. I'm like, oh, okay, no, I, I, I didn't hear that. And... Uh, I, I thought because a few weeks earlier, someone had like a man-made propeller plane, you know, like they use a big propeller and a parachute and got s- literally stuck on the torch of the Statue of Liberty. And I thought it was something like that. Yeah, I, I same thing, too. It was like a, yeah. a commuter, a small, right. you know, plane that some rookie pilot, did, you know, ran into the tower. It was yeah, yeah, surreal. Ex- exactly. So I'm thinking, oh, OK, I didn't think much about it. And then uh, w- the office building where I worked in Plymouth. There was down in the downstairs, there was this, there was a convenience store, there was a cafe, whatever, kind of a little area. And, you know, people had TVs in their little places of business. And a couple of my coworkers come back upstairs and one of the ladies was a native of Long Island. So she knew people who worked in Midtown Manhattan. And, you know, she obviously was just, just, just crestfallen. She's like, I can't believe it. Uh, We saw the actual plane hit the World Trade Center. I'm like, you happen to be watching TV when that, when, how, I says, why were they focused on the World Trade Center when that happened? She says, no, when the second plane hit. Second, second plane. She says, yeah, there was there was a plane that hit earlier, and of course, obviously, that was breaking news, so they focused the camera on it, and they were watching the smoldering building, when all of a sudden, 
they, they, it was live, another plane flying into the other tower. And, and, and I was just went numb. I'm like, what? And so, of course, I got on the Internet, and, and while the Internet was still functional, because eventually it fried <laughs> because so many people were logging online, I saw Star Tribune, you know, the two planes hit the World Trade Center. Yep. And a quote from President Bush, it appears this country's under a terrorist attack. And, and that was, I don't know if I was naive, blissfully ignorant, whatever, but like, what? Terrorist attack? I mean, this is the thing you see in, like, uh, you a, movie. Read a Tom is, Clancy yeah, novel. Yep. In fact, didn't It Tom, was a Tom Clancy yeah, novel. Yeah, right. Executive orders. Yeah. And, and, and it's like, you, you're kidding. And so, of course, people had their radios on, and then you hear of a plane crashing into the Pentagon, and you hear of another plane that crashed in a rural field in Pennsylvania that was headed for the Capitol building. And then there was another report. It turned out to be false, but there was another report of a car bomb in Washington, D.C. That turned out to be false. But there was just story after story after story. And and, and and I was of the feeling like I wanted to get under, literally get under my desk in the fetal positions, like, no more. I, I don't want, no, no, no more of this. It just kept coming. I mean, when is this going to stop? It was like, a, it was, it was, it was crazy. And it was so surreal. Yeah. And by this point, you, uh, and then uh, the owner of our company, his son worked for our company as well. And he just came out in the hallway and all he could say was, they're gone. They're, they're gone. I'm like, what? What's gone? The, the two towers are gone. What do you mean they're gone? They just collapse. They're gone. They just straight down. Boom. Both of them. They're gone. And, you know, it was just this is all and it was just total silence around the office. Radios were blaring. And the young lady who I alluded to earlier, Stacy, who was a receptionist, you know, she was kind of in the front desk away from everybody. So she came back to the offices and was in tears. And she was hearing stories about law enforcement and firefighters going into the buildings, getting people out and going back in, despite the fact they probably had a good idea. They may not make it back out. And Stacy, her fiance, was actually a law enforcement officer herself, so it was really hitting close to home. And she was being comforted by some of our office workers. And then she later went around and apologized, saying, oh, "I'm sorry, I lost it." It's like, you know, no need to apologize. How do you react to something like this? There's no protocol, yeah. you know. And so the CEO of our company, he said, you know, without really saying much, he just said, "You know what? I'm going to order in pizza for lunch. Why don't everybody just hang around the office?" That was kind of his way of saying, "Hey." Let's let's stay within the comfort of our fellow employees. We like each other. Let's just kind of hang out in here and maybe talk about it if you want. It, he yeah. kind of said that without saying it. And, of course, we talked a little bit about it, and that's where one of my coworkers brought up the name Osama bin Laden, which I'd heard the name, but, again, it was just more on the periphery, noise, whatnot, and it's like, you know, starting to hear about the threats that had uh, that he had levied against this, uh, this country. So, yeah, it was uh, – and I remember – uh, when I got home, you know, my wife had been home uh, for, for a couple hours and was just planted in front of the TV. And then we decided, you know what, let's just let, let's just kind of go. We lived in Coon Rapids at the time. Let's go to the Northtown Mall. That was nearby. Let's go to Northtown. And so we got to Northtown, and the parking lot was completely abandoned. Turns out the mall decided to shut down, just close down, as did Mall of America here. They yep. just said, yeah, let's, you know, let's just close down for the night. And so, oh, they closed down. Well, it makes sense. Well, let's just head back home. And as we're heading back home, the streets are basically empty. I mean, Probably everybody else was camped out in front of their TVs, just yeah. whatever else. And it had just such an apocalyptic feel to it. Yeah, it was like that for me going into work yeah. that night yeah, on the radio. Everybody, I mean, I'm sure nobody was really listening because we were doing the same thing, basically nonstop coverage. And then the next night we were doing live updates, you know, every 15 minutes with a five-minute update, breaking the, you know, 
uh, news and music. And at that time, the station was in the Dane Rauscher Tower downtown. Mm, okay. And so, you know, you're still, you're a little uneasy going into any tall building, mm-hmm. uh, yep. you know, <laughs> the, the day of and the day after and for the next couple of weeks because you just didn't know. But, yeah, when I got home, I... Got home a little earlier that afternoon because I, and, but I hadn't seen any of the TV coverage until I got home. And literally, I think I stood in front of the TV. I turned the TV on and didn't move, standing there, didn't sit down, didn't take my jacket off, and probably stood there for two or three hours before I had to go into work. Yeah, wow. Uh, and was just like, I can't believe because once I saw the video, it just totally hit home. Right, right. Um, yeah, it's it it was, and you knew at that point that okay. September twelfth, two thousand one. It's never going to be the same. Yeah. What what you thought you knew about this country and foreign relations, what it's never going to be the same. And 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 at that point, you know, back back then there was no social media. There's no Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Obviously, the internet was ubiquitous, but you know, you you certainly there wasn't certainly some go to sites where you could go for immediate reaction, like from yeah. say your friends or whatnot. But I could tell back then you got a sense of the anti Bush sentiment because people were still angry with how they feel Bush stole the election, you know, because of course he was, uh, you know, selected, not elected uh, nine months earlier, you know, December of 2000 when they, when Al Gore finally conceded and moved on and there was still lingering resentment against George W. Bush. And of course it was already starting like Peter Jennings back the late great Peter Jennings, when he was on ABC, these are, you know, where is president Bush in all this? He, he gave a quick statement at this elementary school. Now, where is he? Where is he? It's like, you're gonna you're gonna air publicly where the president is when this country is under a terrorist attack. Yeah. I don't know what. Well, they criticized the him because he didn't get up right away when he was reading the story to the kids. And yeah, he, I mean, it was just it was something we'd never never faced before. And I know uh, before you go to break, the, the one thing about all that is the the immediate aftermath. I mean, there was some of that division, but the time when everybody came together mm. and standing on the steps of the Capitol. You know, singing "God Bless America" and left and right Republicans and Democrats, there there was this sense of unity. That's and I fair. remember yep. thinking at the time, mm-hmm. "How long will this last?" Mm-hmm. Sad but and true. And yeah. it's one of those things. I think you know what that we should be showing those videos and reminding people because there's some of those things that, uh, not that we want another tragedy to happen, sure. But we, it, it, you know, there are some things that we can unify about. We should, and this country is something that we can. Stand behind and I, off topic, but back to your first hour, we talk about Colin Kaepernick. That to me, kneeling for something like that, this the national anthem, God Bless America, Pledge of Allegiance, they are above the political parties, they are what this country is. And when you protest that, you're protesting something that this country uh, should be bigger than, right? Right, rather than a political office. And I think that's why, um, that's why it's. Uh, Kaepernick's uh, statement, his motto, believe something, even if it means sacrificing everything. You think of the firefighters and the police officers who literally sacrificed everything, left family members and loved ones behind. And you're going to tell me a quarterback who's made $30 million in his NFL career and because he's no longer playing in the NFL because he decided to kneel during the national anthem, that's sacrificing everything? Um, If he gave away his mass fortune to benefit the folks in the inner city who he said he's protesting on behalf of because they've been oppressed by this country while wearing a Fidel Castro t-shirt, by the way. Uh, anyways, if you're willing to give away your mass fortune and put your money where your mouth is, okay, maybe, but sacrifice everything? Those first responders running into the tower, you know, those, those guys were sacrificing everything. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of what um, that's kind of what really rankled a lot of people. And, of course, 
the one image they put up was uh, Pat Tillman, who literally gave up an NFL career to go to Afghanistan and sacrificed everything. So uh, September 11, 2001, 17 years ago on Tuesday, uh, day we'll never, uh, never forget our own generation's day that will live in infamy. That is for certain. One more segment on the Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson, and Lee Michaels. Lee Michaels, uh, appreciate your contributions today as always. And we'll be back in mere moments on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Imagine a politician saying this today. I have wondered at times what the Ten Commandments would have looked like if Moses had run them through the U.S. Congress. That's a quote from Ronald Reagan. He showed us through his life, his faith, and with his words that Judeo-Christian values and principles matter. You can help spread the legacy of the great Ronald Reagan, and you can do it by getting a Reagan email address. Right now, if you have a Gmail, AOL, Yahoo, or any other big tech company email address, you help them market their service with every email you send. In return, they're able to scan your emails and target you with unwanted advertising. Well, thanks to ReaganPrivacy.com, you can instead share the Reagan name with every email you send, and they don't scan your emails. They'll leave you alone. Get an email address that you're going to be proud to own. Go to ReaganPrivacy.com. You get your very own personal private email address. It's available to you now at ReaganPrivacy.com. Get your Reagan email address right now and share the values of Ronald Reagan. ReaganPrivacy.com. Come on into the Rack Shack's new Egan location and wrap your taste buds around the Patriot Burger. Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, here with Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue. How are you liking that new Egan location? Oh, man, Egan is wonderful. We have so much more space and a dynamic center that allows us to better serve our in-store customer as well as our catering clients. You know, Keith, our listeners love the Patriot Burger almost as much as the Patriot. It's a brisket and chuck half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through American cheese on top and the American flag proudly flies out of the top of the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Get it? $12.80? Best burger in the USA. You really have to try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue's new Egan location. We're just a mile east of Cedar Avenue on Cliff Road in the heart of Cedar Cliff Center. You'll love our new digs. Come and see us today or join us at RackShackBarbecue.com. I'm sure glad you're my sister, Addie. Yep, you're my best buddy. Mom says you were their little surprise. What would we do without you? Well, you'll probably get your own gum. Yeah, that's true, but you're worth it. Hello, my name is Carrie. I work with Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard people. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives to abortion or needs post-abortion assistance or would like to support the life-saving work of Pro-Life Across America, please call one 800 366-7773 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org Pro-Life Across America Educational, non-political and tax deductible A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception Pro-Life Across America The Billboard People Welcome back AM 1280 The Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. One final segment on the broadcast. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Again, feel free to check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. 
And as always, we appreciate you tuning in to our uh, broadcast. I only have a few minutes left. Uh, I'm not sure if the Democrats, spe- specifically the Democrats running for, for Congress, if if they were to take some truth serum and told you how they really felt about Barack Obama basically out there speaking out against President Trump and essentially uh, campaigning on behalf of them, um, I can't believe they'd be too happy um, because the party basically was decimated under his uh, under his run. That's for certain. But um, uh, before I get deeper in that, I do want to take a quick call. Uh, Bob and Shorvey, we got a couple of minutes to go. You are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm good, thank you. Uh, I was just thinking, like, you guys started in 2001, along with Jan Markell, Understanding the Times, and I was just thinking about how providential it was that God has raised you up at the just the right time, you know, to uh, help us understand what was going on uh, with the uh, terrorist attacks and how much mm-hmm. we had to lose if we lost our country. Yeah, appreciate that, Bob. Thanks for the call. I, uh, I know Hugh Hewitt has in the past on 9-11, replayed his show from that day, replayed his entire show, and you could tell how just you know, crestfallen and somber that he was in trying to make sense of that day's events. I don't know if you will do that again this Sunday or this Tuesday or not, on the 17th anniversary, but, yeah, I appreciate the phone call, Bob. I Yeah, Patriot got started in 2001. Um, was J.M. Kell here since day one, Lee Michaels, uh, she, 2001? Yeah, pretty uh, – well, I was not on the Patriot. She was on the mission. She's okay, been on the gotcha. Patriot for the last – uh, six years, seven, seven, seven years, I think. Gotcha. 2010, I think she switched to the Patriot as well. Okay. But yeah, she started her ministry back, uh, the radio program back then. Well, yeah, we appreciate those kind words, Bob. Thank you very much. Yeah, we've all been uh, glad to be here and uh, break down however we can by uh, sharing our uh, our own perspective. That is for certain. Um, and I, 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 I was starting to mention that call, Barack Obama is uh, was out right, there in uh, basically speaking out against Donald Trump. And uh, stats website 538.com they put out some numbers after Obama left office in his eight years in office Obama oversaw the rapid erosion of the Democrat Party's political power in state legislatures congressional districts and governor's mansions at the beginning of Obama's term Democrats controlled 59 percent of state legislatures while they now control only 31 percent the lowest percentage for the party since the turn of the 20th century they held 29 governor's offices and now have only 16, the party's lowest number since 1920. So Democrats, do you want you seriously want Barack Obama out there to speak on your behalf, given those numbers? The numbers don't lie, folks. And what his real biggest point of contention is, is particularly dinging Trump on uh, what he says is cozying up uh, to Vladimir Putin and adopting the politics of fear and resentment. That's rich, isn't it? Barack Obama chiding someone for adopting the politics of fear and resentment? He who said, you know, pointing his finger at congressional Republicans after he was first elected, you know, don't forget I won. You know, Republicans are going to have to sit in the back of the bus. Okay? Just saying. But probably the most stupefying statement Obama made was, uh, and again, this is from, uh, I believe, a Washington Post story, where he rebuked Trump's response to a violent white supremacist rally in Charlottesville, Virginia last year, asking a crowd at the University of Illinois, you know, how hard can that be, saying that Nazis are bad? Because if, if you recall, Trump said there were very fine people on both sides. Now, I'm not going to defend Trump for that, and it was inarticulate to be sure, because that's who President Trump is. But does Obama really want to go there? He who couldn't say radical Islam? You remember the... 
you remember the Pulse nightclub in Orlando, Florida from June of 2016, where there was a the shooter pledged allegiance to ISIS, made a 911 call, pledged allegiance to ISIS, and proceeded to kill 50 people at the Pulse nightclub in Orlando. And afterwards, Barack Obama, his first when he you know he was president at the time, obviously making his first official statement, say, "Well, you know, we don't know, we don't really know why the shooter would do something like this." So you're saying he didn't mean it when he pledged allegiance to ISIS with that 911 call? You're saying he didn't mean it? He was lying. I, well, <laughs> you remember what he said though. Barack Obama went on to say, you know, basically saying, you know, we have because it was a gay nightclub. He's saying we kind of have to be careful how we're fostering resentment toward the gay community and people spouting anti-gay sentiments because if you're opposed to same-sex marriage apparently you hate gays or something this was his rationale so because it was a gay nightclub that the shooter who again pledged allegiance to isis ended up killing multiple people okay he couldn't invoke radical islam even though he said he was pledging allegiance to isis so i if mr obama i'd be careful there by saying you know, by chiding President Trump. How hard is it to say Nazis are bad? Well, apparently it was pretty difficult to say radical Islam was the reason for the Pulse nightclub shooting because the shooter said so. But apparently we're not supposed to take him in his word. I, you know, again, Democrats, if if you were to give them some truth serum and ask them if they want Barack Obama out there speaking on their behalf, saying stuff like this, They'd have to say no, considering how the party's been pretty much decimated since 1920 under his watch. Unbelievable. M1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Folks, I've enjoyed it. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. One last call for alcohol, so finish your whiskey or beer. Closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare contracts, and in the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit, 800-786-9300. That's 800-786-9300. 800-786-9300. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts STAR11 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. 
Text STAR11 to 85850. Ask about the Bosley Guarantee. S-T-A-R-1-1 to 85850. Hugh Hewitt for Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is the only conservative cell phone company in the nation that fights for your values. They partner with over 15 conservative organizations like Gun Owners of America, the Heritage Foundation, the Susan B. Anthony List. Patriot Mobile takes a portion of your bill and contributes it back to these organizations. No extra cost to you. Support conservative causes you believe in and switch to Patriot Mobile's nationwide super fast, super reliable network. Unlimited talk and text plan start at just $20 a month. Plus, you can save on select iPhones starting at $4 a month. At this great value, one size doesn't have to fit all. Pick one that's right for you and your budget. They also have great deals on Android phones. Hurry, join Patriot Mobile. This offer is valid while supplies last. Also, make sure to mention the promo code HUE to waive your activation fee when you join. Call 1-800-APATRIOT or go to PatriotMobile.com forward slash HUE. Again, PatriotMobile.com forward slash HUE or 1-800-APATRIOT. Start making conservative changes happen every time you use your cell phone. AM 1280, The Patriot is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky Station. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.